What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Hey Man Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Shamim. Hope everyone is having a great day. Hope everyone is staying safe. And I hope everyone is just smiling right now, enjoying the beautiful weather, and overall just enjoying the summer. In today's episode, plain and simple, I'm just going to be ranking the top six uh, sports leagues in America. Now, we got the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB. But then I'm also going to be adding, now I know these aren't technically considered sports leagues, but I will add them because they are on TV a lot. And a lot of people, you know, talk about these these two different sports. So we're going to add in college football and college basketball. Now, no disrespect to college hockey and no disrespect to college baseball. I'm literally going to a top college hockey school in Quinnipiac. But I think the statistics show that the money is usually going towards college ba- college excuse me college basketball and college football but nonetheless we're just going to be diving deep into each of these six leagues that I just mentioned and we're going to be ranking them based on um you know top being number 1 the worst one being number 6 now for those of you wondering I'm not going to put the UFC in these rankings because now the UFC is an amazing sport amazing promotion I should say amazing promotion that that shows a great sport in MMA. But I'm not going to put, you know, the UFC in this rankings because they are a pay-per-view business. Um, you know, you usually have to illegally stream, which is what I do. Don't arrest me. It's usually what I do um, to watch these big fights. Um, and they don't post their highlights. And the highlights that do get posted um, to YouTube are really just like, first of all, the pictures in reverse. Um, it's really zoomed in, uh, sometimes in like black and white, like, those highlights aren't like good highlights, you know. I I usually just read about how the fight went if I couldn't watch it from the night before. Also, you have to really stay up um, to watch most of these big fights, and and at the same time, you know, it's like pay per view um, only every Saturday, um, and these sports, you know, happen, you know, every day when the season is going on. So, you know, um. UFC amazing promotion that shows an amazing sport, but I'm not gonna put it on the rankings like uh, for the reasons I just said. Now, anyways, we're going to be discussing, ladies and gentlemen, each of these six uh, leagues, and you know, let's get started with the NHL. Now, the NHL, ladies and gentlemen, the National Hockey League, is definitely a sport, uh, definitely a league that is hard to get into. Now, the NHL draft happened. Um, the other day and you know a lot of the prospects that I was that I was seeing were coming from countries like Canada coming from countries like um, you know Slovakia Sweden you know all these countries that like are typically really good in the Olympics you know when NHL players are allowed to um, when NHL players are allowed to compete in the Olympics the NHL players weren't allowed to compete in the twenty. 20- 18 winter olympics and that is the reason why the nhl that is kind of one of the flaws of the nhl for me it's just like the nhl can really kind of like showcase their league on a world stage but they don't but for some reason i don't actually know the reason why um maybe with politics or whatever but they don't actually nowadays they don't send their players to you know represent you know their countries at the Olympics. Now the Olympics are in February and that's like during the NHL season now, but the NHL could obviously and easily take a break and just watch and just let the players represent their countries. You know, Team Canada, they would have, you know, insane amounts of talent on that team, of course. You know, you have players like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, among others. But then, you know, 
you have America, you have Austin Matthews, you know, Patrick Kane still in his prime. And, you know, for Russia, you have Ovechkin still. You have, um, you know, a guy like Igor Shosturkin. You have Vasilevsky. Imagine having to determine who starts between those two guys, Vasilevsky and um, Igor Shosturkin, um, like for the Russian team. That's good. The two, like, top Russian goalies, like, in their prime, that would be a really tough decision. But like I was just saying, you know, the NHL doesn't send their players to the Olympics. They didn't send their players out to the Olympics in 2020. Um, in 2020, what was it? What did we have an Olympics this year? I think we did, right? Twenty twenty two Olympics didn't send out their didn't send out their uh, NHL players, and then twenty eighteen also didn't send out their NHL players, and twenty fourteen that Olympics was really fun because you know they had the NHL players. You remember that um, that legendary shootout with Russia and USA? I was at, on, on the edge of my seat. I'll never forget that TJ Oshie coming up big for the United States of America. But anyways, that's a kind of a flaw for the NHL in my opinion but let's talk about the kind of the the pros of the NHL kind of like what makes the NHL so great I think for me what makes the NHL so great is that I think the games are really really interesting it's just like if you're a fan of like fast-paced action if you're a fan of physicality if you're a fan of you know um of beautiful you know sporting I think the NHL could be for you because I think the NHL, you know, I think it's really beautiful to see like a cross crease pass. Um, it's really beautiful to see like a well worked power play. I think it's also really beautiful to see a, a nice deke on the breakaway. But you know, the physicality of the NHL is on a different level. You know, the NFL and the NHL to me are like the most physical sporting leagues in America and quite possibly the world because the NHL, you know, you have so much you know not just stick checking going on but body checking going on you have fights going on like the nhl another uh, another pro for the nhl is that they allow fights and you know it's considered like you know a gentlemanly thing in the nhl like there's fights going on and also after whistles there's just scrums for no reason um you know you there's a lot of if you break the unwritten rules of hockey like like um skating stopping in front of the goalie putting putting snow like into him or like on him you know, you're going to get whooped. You know, there's just different things like that. Like hitting a goalie, um, you're going to get whooped by, you know, that, that that goalie's, you know, teammates. So just like the NHL is a very physical sport, um, it's uh, hockey in general is just a physical sport. And the NHL just has all these big, big athletes. You know, the NHL has, you know, players ranging from like 5'9", 145 pounds to like six foot six. 200 something pounds you know you have your size differences but you know you have you know those guys that can do everything on the ice they can defend they can score they can pass you know they can skate so just different things like that so i think the nhl overall is just an amazing league i think especially when it comes to playoff time because a lot of these um a lot of these like cities that the nhl's based in you know you have like columbus like they don't have like a basketball team they don't have like a football team you know they do have ohio state football but you know their professional sports team is the columbus blue jackets and when the playoffs are in columbus you know they the fans get super loud i remember when the blue jackets defeated the tampa bay lightning um that was a huge upset and the fans were going crazy and you know they have the they have another thing about the nhl is like great traditions you know you have I think the Red Wings, you know, throwing the squid on the ice or the octopus on the ice. I forgot what it was. The reason for that was, but they do that. Um, you have the hat trick when there's a hat trick for the home 
uh, player. You throw the hat onto the ice. Um, I think that's also another great tradition. Um, the Stanley Cup as well, just a beautiful looking trophy. Um, it started out as like a little bowl and then it gets built up. It just gets built. Um, it got built up over the decades. And then, you know, you have like your names written on the cup. Um, you know, when the cup gets too full, they take a piece of it off, put it in the Hall of Fame. You can still see the names. It's really, really another great tradition that the NHL has. You know, the Stanley Cup in general is one of the best looking trophies in all of sports, in my opinion. And just like the playoff atmosphere, you know, in places like Pittsburgh, you know, they have a lot of sports teams. They have the Steelers. They have the Pirates. They have, um, do they have a, they don't have an NBA team, but, you know, they have, they should have an NBA team, in my opinion. But they have, you know, the Penguins and the Penguins fans get really, really loud. You know, the Penguins have enjoyed a lot of success over the past few years and they get super loud and they get really into the game especially i remember the first round series against the rangers this past season um you know when igor shesterkin was really struggling allowing all those goals you know it's not wasn't like him but um the penguins fans were chanting igor igor and then they also you know really got behind that third string goalie louis domingue who thankfully the rangers beat to move on to the second round um but yeah just the playoff atmosphere is just amazing I and mean, when there's a goal when there's a goal scored when there's a massive hit um you know when the ref doesn't make a good call even like the fans are booing ref you suck or asshole you know things like that just like the the hockey fans really just take it up to another level in the playoffs you know like a regular season game it's tame you know you're just watching, you're just, you know, having a good time watching it. But like when the playoffs start, it gets crazy. Now you guys are wondering, how do I know about this playoff atmosphere? Well, I actually went to game five of the New York Rangers versus Tampa Bay Lightning series, the Eastern Conference Finals. Now the series was tied two to two. And I remember walking in out, if you guys don't know, I'm a massive Rangers fan. The Rangers had a dream run for me. Like they didn't win the Stanley Cup, but they had a dream run. Just so many amazing moments in that whole playoff run. I was just on something I'll never really forget. It was just such an amazing time in my life. But you know, going into that game, you know, all the Rangers fans were out in full force. They had the towels on the seats. They had the t-shirts on the seats, the commemorative t-shirts on the seats. They had just everyone was wearing a Rangers jersey. I didn't see like any Lightning fans. And it was just like amazing. Like leading into the game, the national anthem you know, just when the players walked out or skated out, I should say, like, it was just an amazing atmosphere. All the chants, the let's go Rangers. It was so loud. Then when the Rangers scored the first goal in that game, that was probably top five greatest moments of my life. It was just an amazing, just amazing feeling hearing that goal horn, just celebrating with everyone around me, even random strangers, just celebrating with everyone around me. It was just an amazing time. Uh, the Rangers did eventually lose that game. And just losing that game, that made me feel depressed. And that's kind of how much I cared about this Rangers team. I was considering not going to school the next day. But I had to go to school the next day because I had to finish up uh, a final um, for English. Um, but yeah, it was just an amazing time. And the NHL really just, especially when it comes playoff time, they put on a show. There's just not, other great things like the All-Star game. The All-Star game for me the NHL is not good because they don't really put on an effort. Um, they have this whole tournament system with the divisions, but they don't really put on an effort. Skills challenge is pretty good. Um, you know, it's a fun little, fun little event. So yeah, uh, the NHL for me, uh, is just an overall great league. Next up, we're going to go to the MLB. We're going to go to major league baseball. Now major league baseball is still very, very tough to crack a major league roster. 
you know, these major league teams are looking for, you know, talented players, looking for talented prospects who can really do everything who's really and who are also really adapting to the way the MLB is changing. Um, you know, there's nothing like a home run. Um, there's nothing like having a hot dog at a ball game. Um, you know, these teams have, you know, some great athletes, you know, a lot of a lot of money you know, are going to these players, you know, you have 12 year, $340 million contracts for players like, you know, Bryce uh, Harper, um, you know, Shohei Otani's, I think, set to get a big contract, you know, Shohei Otani, and I believe it was 2021, he had a dream season, you know, he was pitching really well, um, and he was batting really well, and no one had really ever seen that since Babe Ruth, and a guy like Shohei Otani, who was just, you know, getting his feet set into the MLB, he was getting comparisons to a guy like Babe Ruth, who back then, Everything he touched turned to gold. He was hitting home runs. But, you know, the MLB, you know, a lot of people criticize the MLB for, you know, their games are a little bit boring. You know, a, a normal regular season game is just very quiet, you know, not a lot of action. But, you know, I was watching, you know, I, I, and I kind of have to agree with that because, you know, I'm not the type to just sit around and watch Yankee games. I usually get the score alerts on my phone. So I and I also watch clips from this Instagram account called Yankee Avenue when the when the Yankees score, um, I get alerts on like how they score, and I watch on the Instagram account a clip of how of of that of that of that um, respective scoring play. So, you know, that's what I usually do. That's how I usually keep up with the Yankees. Obviously, I get alerts on my phone when like a trade happens or something else happens. Um, but that's how I kind of usually keep track of baseball. You know, I'm not really watching like the rest of the league. And that's honestly just my opinion. If you do watch like most of the MLB, that's fine. I mean, you do you, but it's just not my thing really. And, you know, the all-star game is, you know, decent. You know, it's not like, it's just, you kind of, kind of loses, you kind of lose interest when it gets to like the later stages of the game and the home run derby um, really, really great event. It's just um, lot, it's a very competitive event as well. Just watching the power. I know these pitches are going at like forty something miles per hour, but just like the but just you know the power that these guys display. Um, I remember watching Aaron Judge absolutely dominate the home run derby. I think it was twenty seventeen. That was a, a really great year for the Yankees. Memorable playoff run as well. But I remember you know he was dominating the home run derby. Pete Alonso, I think the year the last year was dominating the home run derby it's just the power that these guys put on also you know a lot of money that they a lot of money uh, goes to charity like when you hit a home run this certain amount goes to charity um so home run derby is a really good event overall the mlb i think when it comes to playoff time as well you know like i said or i don't know if i said this but you know the mlb a, a home run in the postseason at home um can really really um you know get the crowd going it's just like so loud when a home run happens when a strikeout happens but you know the, a complete crowd silencer when it's a late home run um for the road team that gives them the lead you know playoff games are really important in the mlb and also the wild card system you know you do you know barely claw your way into the mlb playoffs or the mlb postseason and your season comes down to one wild card game so that's kind of um, another thing that makes kind of like the MLB a little bit more like competitive, a little bit more um, challenging, you know, you fight all that way. And then, you know, it's hard to win a World Series, I think, for a lot of these teams. Um, that's why like a certain amount of that's why a lot of the MLB um, like teams haven't won a World Series because, you know, it's really hard um, because you have all these teams that are like stacked with amazing hitters, amazing pitchers like the Yankees and the Dodgers and, you know, teams like 
the Washington Nationals, who did actually win a World Series. But, you know, they kind of just caught lightning in a bottle, and now they're one of the worst teams in MLB. Pirates one of the worst teams in MLB. So just things like that. And I think the MLB is a very top-heavy league. I think the top teams are just kind of, like, dominating the – the, There's a, I think there's a huge gap between the top teams and kind of, like, the lower teams, which kind of makes the MLB kind of lose its competitiveness in the regular season, which the regular season is 162 games. Um, not everyone's going to – watch 162 games but hey if you have the time to watch 162 games then you're a real fan but you know overall mlb great league um you know traditional league um for sure um a lot of the a lot of stadiums in the mlb are really cool they have a lot of traditions like the arizona diamondbacks um outfield has like the has the pool that you can swim in it's really great and Yankee Stadium with Monument Park, Fenway with the Green Monster, the big wall in left field. Um, you know, that will be just traditional, you know, decent league um, for sure. And yeah, uh, shout out to the MLB and shout out to all the MLB fans. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about the NFL. Now, the NFL um, mostly happens, or I should say most happens. It always happens, you know, um, September NFL starts. So basically, your whole fall is filled with NFL Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or, you know, the occasional Wednesdays or Fridays or Saturdays, you know, never really on a Tuesday. I mean, you'll have like your special Tuesday games, but it just doesn't really happen. But anyways, then you have the winter full of NFL playoffs and then February is the Super Bowl. Now, the NFL, what I really like about the NFL is that it's a short season, you know, the NFL season really flies by for sure. And, you know, it's every week. Um, and teams mostly play on Sundays. Now Sundays, um, you know the big um, Sunday is the big day for like football fans because you know you get to watch, you know your teams play, and you know you get to have NFL red you or you you know can get NFL red zone where you know you have you can just um, have them you know go through the different scoring plays as they happen, the different games as they happen. If you don't want to watch like one single one on t- one single game on TV. You know, for me as a Giants fan, you know, it's obviously been tough. But, you know, I enjoy watching those um, those Sunday night games. Sunday night football is a, a Monday night football and Thursday night football. They're all just great traditions in the sporting world. You know, you, you – and I think the NFL is also just really for the fans, for the people. Because, you know, they, they have these games where, like, you know, you get home from a long day of work on Monday and you get to watch football – if you're a big football fan, you get to watch football on that Monday night and you just get to enjoy kind of like that night watching football. And, you know, Sunday night football, you know, leading into the work day, you get to watch um, Sunday night football and then, you know, talk about it with your friends or your coworkers on that next work day. You know, I think for me personally, I love just, you know, watching the Sunday night game and then just talking about it with my friends the next day at school or talking about that controversial finish at the 425 game, you know, just talking about different things, talking about how a fantasy team's doing. I think fantasy football is the top fantasy sport in America. And if you don't know how fantasy football works, basically you draft players, um, you draft different positions and based on how they do in real life, you rack up points. Obviously, most points wins and fantasy football, you know, it can get heated, you know, especially if it's a pay to it's a, if it's a pay to play uh, um, league where you have to put in a certain amount of money in a pool and the winner gets all the money that everyone put down. Um, and yeah, I think just the NFL, the playoffs for sure, um, you know, like I, the playoffs last season were crazy. Just a lot of close games, a lot of close finishes. Then the NFL playoffs are just a lot of uh, a lot of close finishes 
um you know the super bowl obviously a major tradition in american sports everyone's watching that um the super bowl rams versus Bengals. a lot of people were tuned in to see joe burrow seeing how he would do joe burrow definitely became a name for a lot of casual fans a lot of casual just people in general um the halftime show obviously amazing as well but the nfl playoffs just in general just a lot of close finishes i like how the nfl can have these close finishes can have these situations where you're down by three and you need to get to field goal range with two minutes left to go and you need to drive your team down the field i just like situations like that i like these clutch situations and um you know you obviously have amazing players like tom brady like i mentioned joe burrow who's kind of become a hero for kind of like the younger fans like the younger fans love joe burrow um you know the old school fans even though even the younger school fans you know they love tom brady um you know, you've got amazing receivers. Like o- Odell Beckham Jr. kind of brought style to the NFL. I know he's not the same player he was on the Giants as he is now, but he brought a lot of style to the NFL for sure. And then, you know, you have, uh, you know, great defensive players as well, like Aaron Donald, um, you know, Luke Keekley When he was in the league, he was definitely someone who was a very, very fun player to watch. Cam Newton, when he was in his prime, very fun player to watch. Um, just different, Just different players, different personalities definitely on the football field. Um, you know, the NFL is definitely a, a top sports league in the world. Uh, something that I definitely suggest people get into because, you know, you know, regarding like time differences and stuff, maybe you'll have, uh, maybe you'll you won't watch the Sunday night game, but you still have a chance to watch a lot of football games if you're in like Britain or something, you know, because the games aren't like super late, um, except for the Sunday night game, and you know, just it's a lot of British people are also getting into um football, which I like how. Um, I like how the NFL kind of um has those games in like Mexico or um or in you know Britain, um just different places like that. So the NFL is just a really really great league. Um, also you know the stadiums are okay. I think SoFi Stadium is a really cool stadium, but you know most of the stadiums are very old, very just like traditional, very basic. Like MetLife Stadium is one of the most basic stadiums I've ever seen in my life. But anyways um nfl great league overall um next up ladies and gentlemen we are going to be talking about the nba the nba for me is one of those sports that really what i like about the nba is just causes a lot of debate you know you can have so many debates with regards to nba you know you can debate who's the go michael jordan or lebron james that's one of the age-old questions it's not like even when a new star comes up in the NBA, you're still going to have that talk like 10 years later, who was great, who was better all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. That is a very, very great conversation to have. And it might be, might take the whole day to come up with a solution. But, you know, you have debates like that. You can debate, oh, who's better at this? Who's better at that? Who's the greatest team? Could this team from 2016 beat this team from 1996? You know, different things like that. The NBA, what I like about the NBA is that it can create a lot of debate within the fan base and i think the nba for sure has um amazing players and the, there's amazing players in the nba obviously i mentioned michael jordan the legend kobe rest in peace legend uh lebron legend um still going strong even at his old age you know he's really shown he's really showing how you know your prime could last so long if you work hard if you put the right things into your body things like that um steph curry i mean what a fi- what a f- um playoffs he had you know what um what a career he's had, you know, one changed the game of basketball just with one simple aspect of the game, and that was shooting. You know, he didn't have to come up with these crazy moves. He didn't have to do any of that. He just shot the ball. He worked hard at shooting the ball, and he changed the game with shooting. Um, he changed, like, the whole sport of basketball with shooting. Um, 
You know, you have him. You have Kevin Durant, one of the best all-around scorers of all time in the NBA. You know, you have different... Uh, you have a lot of different just, like, characters in the NBA. Um, you know, the NBA, when it gets heated, it gets heated when there's, like, fights going on. Not, like, fights, but, like, when there's altercations going on. You just love to see stuff like that. It gets the crowd on their feet. You know, if we're analyzing the regular season, you know, the regular season, you know, the NBA has, like, these certain games. They always put the t- the best teams that they can possibly put on together you know on espn on abc tnt um i think the tnt on nba crew with um shaq charles barkley kenny just smith um and ernie johnson i think they're the best in all the american sports for sure really funny really just bring a lot of um interest into the nba for sure um but oh my god how could i forget Giannis? i mean look at what Giannis is doing in the nba i mean just like the way he uses as athleticism just all around just the passion he has for the game of basketball and you know for the nba with the regular season you know not everyone's going to be watching um you know the regular season they'll only watch really the games that are put on like national tv um they'll check the highlights every once in a while you know the nba regular season it's just 82 games but you know if you get into like the dog days of the season where there's like january or you know even like november when the season starts you know you're not really going to watch as much you know, you're going to watch when the season starts for sure. You're going to watch, you know, towards the end of the season when, like, playoff standings really matter. Um, but, you know, like, the NBA regular season is kind of dull a little bit, you know. Um, the All-Star game for the NBA, when they put in these new Kobe rules um, to honor him, I think the NBA All-Star game got a little bit more competitive. In 2020, definitely, that was the, one of the best shows of sport I think I ever saw in my life. Just the competitiveness from all of these great stars in the NBA. Even, like, players like Luka Doncic. I mean, I forgot to mention him. I'm forgetting to mention so many NBA players, and NBA is one of my favorite leagues to watch. But... You know, you have Luka Doncic change the game, but you just have all these stars playing at a high level. You know, it's not even like a regular season game. Like, this game's not going to count for their team or whatever, but they're just playing, like, hard. They want to win the game. They, the All-Star game got super competitive in 2020. Then 2021 kind of took a little back step, and then, you know, 2022 when it was in Cleveland really, really got close towards the end, and then LeBron closed it out, you know, the hometown kid uh, with the fadeaway jumper. Um, you know, you have the dunk contest, which kind of has regressed the past years. I think for the dunk contest, it's like every dunk has been done. And it's like when you see like a through the legs windmill, you know, we've seen that before from other people. So, you know, it's kind of just like the dunk contest is like regressing a little bit. But then, you know, you have like the three point contest, you know, that's a really, really good event. Skills challenge, really good event. So, you know, the NBA dunk contest, the NBA um, three point contest, you know, you have the rising stars challenge. We get to see these young players play uh, together. Really, really cool event. Um, just, you know, the All-Star game, um, the All-Star weekend overall is a really, really good event for the NBA. A lot of charity money as well. Um, so overall, the NBA and then with the playoffs as well. Um, the playoffs, um, you know, for the NBA, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, the NBA playoffs are a bit predictable. You know, the best teams always beat the teams that, you know, barely scraped in the playoffs. I think the playing games as well have become really cool, really competitive, really fun to watch because, you know, these teams work so hard to get into the playoffs and they're trying to get that last playoff spot um you know not thinking about who they're going to face they're just thinking about winning that game and just getting into the playoffs which could do so much for a young team um you know the Cavs I really wish they got into the playoffs you know they were that young team um really really great um teamwork that they showed throughout the season and they eventually lost the Hawks but really really almost had that you know playoff spot that would have been really big for their franchise you know post lebron but you know the nba fans they get loud for the playoffs especially when there's a dunk when there's a three-pointer um you know the defense chance you know different things like that 
I think the finals this past year, Warriors versus Celtics, was a really, really good series, really hard-fought series, a lot of headlines filling that series, which I really, really liked. Um, and, yeah, the NBA is just a really, really great league. Um, again, lots of traditions, lots of... Um, Lots of, you know, fan involvement as well. Just um, just overall really, really great league. So I've talked about the NBA. I've talked about the NHL. I've talked about the MLB. And I've talked about the NFL. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on to the college sports. Now, we're going to talk about college football first. Now, for me, college football is a sport that, you know, is not necessarily something that I watch often. Um, I'll tune in for the playoff. I'll tune in for some, you know, Saturday games. But I think if you're a really, really hardcore football fan, like college football is something that you'll watch. Now, college football, there's just so much going on. Um, so uh, the thing I don't like about college football is that there's so many like players that you have to keep up with, and because um, you know there's so many different teams, and a football team is like really, really big. Um, you know, college football for me. Um, great atmospheres, great stadiums. Um, you know, obviously these are college students. Um, you know, they can get rowdy. You know, they're still, um, you know, you know, tailgating before games. Um, you know, these rivalries are really, really big. Like Ohio State, Michigan. I remember watching that game this past year. Michigan finally beating Ohio State. That was really a big deal in the snow as well. Really, really fun game. Um, but for me, college football is very top heavy. You know, you have the same few teams going into the college football playoffs you know there's you there's not really much love to the smaller schools for me and you know there's been talks about expanding the college football playoff and you know a lot of people are saying no don't do that because you know that'll take away kind of like um that it's not fair to the big teams so there's not really a common ground with college football you know um i like seeing the close games for college football but you know also a lot of college football games you know the conference games you know, they can get, you know, when you have an Alabama playing a team like Vanderbilt, for example, that can go up to like 60 to nothing. You know, it's just like none of these games are really, really competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, and the college football rankings, you know, um, they're kind of just there. You know, um, if you're a big team, you know, obviously you want to fight for those top four rankings. But, you know, if you're a smaller team, you know, those rankings don't really matter to you. And. You know, college football, you know, one thing I like about college football is that it's got a lot of bowls, you know, it got a lot of these small championships that can mean a lot for these uh, smaller schools. Um, you know, you have the Chick-fil-A uh, Peach Bowl, you know, you have the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl's got a lot of tradition behind it as well. You know, you got the Sugar Bowl, Citrus Bowl, all these different bowls that, you know, you don't even know exist. I remember doing a project, shout out to Mr. Pritz, I remember doing a project in his class about different bowls. I did the Citrus Bowl. I was really fun to research, see the history of the Citrus Bowl, um, which Kentucky, I think, beat... University of Iowa in that I remember watching that really really fun time really fun time and you know college football um definitely really big in the south you know you have schools like Alabama LSU um you know Georgia different teams like that but you know overall college football um you know decent decent sport you know it's I really really watch college football for the atmosphere you know the play on the field is you know it's it's you know what you would expect for college you know nothing really amazing um, for college football and you know obviously they're preparing for the what i like about college football as well is that there's no one and done you have to stay at least three years if you want to be in the nfl so you get to kind of see these players grow um and college football is just a it's just a, it's a good sport it's a good sport um next up ladies and gentlemen last but not least we're going to be talking about college basketball and this is personally one of my favorite sports to watch for me personally one of the most underrated sports um i think um in America and quite possibly the world. Now, for college basketball, you know, you have these conference, like you have these non-conference games. I like the non-conference schedule because you have 
the Maui Invitation. You have these small little tournaments that you could win, that you can kind of like use to prepare for, you know, the massive importance of conference play. But, you know, you have these smaller tournaments that are going on. You have the Maui Invitational teams like Kansas, Michigan State, Gonzaga. If you remember that, 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 and, and you know, these smaller tournaments are usually around Thanksgiving. So if you remember that game, Gonzaga versus Duke, you know, Duke was having all of this hype. Um, and then they lost to Gonzaga and Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, if you remember that team from Gonzaga. And then the talk was like, can Gonzaga beat, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who at the time were like the worst team in the NBA after LeBron left. And, you know, you have all of these little th- you have all these little tournaments, you know, um, that can cause a lot of talk between the fans. And, you know, the atmosphere is uh, really great as well. Um, you know, I remember watching Kentucky versus Duke and Madison Square Garden Champions Classic. That was a great atmosphere as well, even though it was mostly Duke fans. Um, really, really good atmosphere. Two amazing coaches. Coach K's last time at the Garden as well. Really happy to have witnessed that. Um, you know, you have these legendary coaches in college basketball. You have Coach K. You know, you have Roy Williams, who's a great coach. You know, you have John Kyle Perry or Kyle Parry, however you want to say it. You know, my favorite coach, obviously co- coaching my favorite college basketball team, Kentucky Wildcats. Um you know, you have Tom Izzo, you have Jim Beheim. you know, you have all these legendary coaches in college basketball. Um, Jay Wright, who just retired, another legendary coach, national champion twice. You, know, you have all these legendary coaches. And then, you know, it's fun to talk about these past players, you know, in college basketball. Like, you know, what, what's really funny about college basketball is that you can really dominate college basketball and you can be absolute garbage in the NBA. You know, you have players like Jimmer Fredette. A lot of people remember Jim Romania when he dominated at BYU, when he was making all these shots. Steph Curry in college, you know, um, even, yeah, Steph Curry in college. I was going to say uh, Jimmer Fredette was the Steph Curry in college, but Steph Curry was the Steph Curry in college. I mean, he averaged big numbers for Davidson. He was making shots. That's when he kind of started to hone his craft. That's when he started to become a household name. Then he went on that run with Davidson um you know in that tournament you know and then just conference play conference tournaments as well i mean those games go down to the wire you have games every day every hour you know different even the smaller conferences they you know are are trying to win the for smaller conferences you're trying to win the tournament to get to the actual tournament the march madness so these smaller tournaments have a lot of value and they're really really close games you know these smaller players you know these under recruited players you know going to these smaller schools they know that if they can win the conference tournament, even even if you did really bad in the in the in the regular season in the conference, if you um, you know you do really well in the conference tournament, you you win the conference tournament, you're going to March Madness. And speaking of March Madness, ladies and gentlemen, March Madness is the greatest sporting tournament in the world. I personally think it's better than the World Cup. I think it's better than the NFL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. I just think it's the greatest sporting tournament in the. Is it? You know what? Even though I watched Wimbledon this morning, March Madness is better than Wimbledon. You heard it here first, if you got this far. But March Madness is way better than Wimbledon. March Madness, you know, it's amazing to fill out brackets. You know, you pr- I remember even, like, I know some people do just one or two brackets. I print out a bunch of brackets. I want to see if I can get a perfect bracket. But then, you know, you're shocked when your bracket's busted. When Like, for me, obviously, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's. That was a big upset for everyone. And everyone's, but and everyone realized, oh, your, oh, my bracket's busted, all that. But it's just for me, you know, um, you know, the agony of rooting for a big team and then losing to a smaller school—that's agony in itself. But then the joy, the jubilation of a smaller school, you know, beating a really, really big school like a St. Peter's beating a Kentucky. You know, when when is that ever going to happen again? You know, St. Peter's basically all their players transferred um, from 
that school and going to you know other schools but you know that st peter's team making the elite eight like how fun was that to watch even as even as a fan of a team that lost to st peter's how fun was it to see st peter's kind of make that run and obviously shout out to doug eater as well but then you know also with college basketball it's just fun to watch you know the decisions that these five-star recruits make on what college they're going to you know um one recruit for a mid-major school five-star recruit for a mid-major school can really change kind of like the course of their program and you know the thing i don't like about college basketball is a lot of these players leave after like their freshman year um they don't really get to see them kind of like in college we don't we only get really one year to enjoy them um but you know overall just march madness i love how you can play basketball in these big football stadiums like u.s bank u.s bank stadium um you know the superdome you could play basketball in these big stadiums these big stadiums with eighty thousand people i just think that's a really cool thing so college basketball is just a really underrated sport um you know a lot of these a lot of these college basketball players you know obviously these are young kids but a lot of these college basketball players are athletic you, know, you have posters you have amazing blocks you have just overall just amazing plays and you know it's just really fun to just talk about college basketball with your friends just talk about who's the best in each conference you know conference tournaments are just really fun to watch as well the big ones, the small ones, just any size. You know, college basketball, overall, amazing. Now, excuse me, now we're going to rank each of these leagues that I just talked about, one to six. Coming in at number six, I'm going to go with the NHL. Listen, the NHL, really, really amazing sport, really, really amazing league in the playoffs as well. But just for me, it's just like the regular season is really dull. It's hard to keep track of the regular season, especially because all the games – I forgot to mention this. A lot of the games are going to ESPN Plus, so you can't even really watch them. They moved moving from NBC to ESPN was I don't think it was a good move because the NHL on NBC was just overall just amazing, just really nostalgic, just just really kind of amazing for the NHL. And then when they moved to ESPN, I know they tried to get more fans going to ESPN, but for me, I just like ESPN, and you're also not going to get more fans if you have to technically pay to watch games. Because not no nobody's trying to pay to watch hockey for me. So I had to go NHL number six. Number five for me, I'm going to go with college football. Now, college football is just it's it's I like I said, it's, it's a good sport. You know, for me, it's just like it's just not something it's college football is really hard to keep track of for me. Um, you know, you just have all these games going on, it's just and you have all these players to keep track of, and you know. It's just it's not it's not really appealing to me. And then the college the college football is really top heavy. You know, what kind of separates college football from college basketball is that college basketball, you know, a smaller school can really rise up the ranks. It can really upset these these big teams, but it's just really hard for a smaller team in college football. That's why it's a really, really big deal. Like if you see like a like a smaller school beat a bigger school in college basketball, it's like, yeah, like that's like a cool upset or whatever um you know it's like that's gonna happen but it's just rarely happens in college football so when a smaller school beats a big school in college football that's a really really big deal but anyways college football is number five for me it's just very top heavy it's just i don't really like how the playoff works i just don't how there's only like how these smaller schools don't really and it's also the money thing like smaller schools don't have enough money to really compete and obviously nil as well you know these big schools these big especially for college football these big big time recruits are getting paid to kind of go to these schools they're getting big uh, national uh, name image and likeness uh, checks so you know i just kind of college football is kind of becoming also and also college basketball but i just feel like um and also i feel like college football um is just it's very top heavy um let's see number th- number 
Number six. So number four. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with the MLB. Um, the MLB for me, it's just a regular season. It's just you're not going to watch all those games. Um, the the postseason's pretty good. I think also the MLB is a bit top heavy as well. A lot of these basement dwellers are just kind of really, really separated from the top. And you really have to do a lot if you want to build a contender in the MLB. So for me, MLB is number four. Number three, I'd have to go with the NBA. Now, the NBA is a league that I personally watch a lot out of these other leagues. Um, I think NBA and college basketball is kind of what I watch the most out of these leagues. But the NBA for me is just um, the regular season is a little bit dull at times. Um, I think that the, um, the playoffs are amazing. Playoffs are really great. Um, but also I think the NBA is very top heavy as well. Um, just like a lot of these free agents are choosing the bigger teams rather than the smaller teams. Like LeBron James isn't going to go to the Indiana Pacers like he did in my league, uh, that I did today. Um, but you know, um, just, I feel like the NBA is very top heavy. Um, I think it's just very kind of. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's hard to, and also just tanking. I don't like tanking. I don't like how teams are purposely losing to get higher draft picks. Now I know that happens in the NFL, but it's just for the NBA. It's just like sitting out top players as well. It's just, you won't see that really in the NFL, like in the middle of the season. And you won't really see that in college basketball because every game really matters in each of those sports. So that is why NFL and NBA, the NFL and college basketball are my top two sporting leagues. Now, for me, I'd have to go college basketball number two, NFL number one. Now, let me explain. College basketball for me is, you know, I think for me, the reason why college basketball for me is very, very high or very, very, is, is not the reason why college basketball is number two for me on this list is because college basketball um, is a little bit, yeah, I think. I know I know I've said this a lot, but college basketball is also very top heavy. A Duke isn't gonna lose to a Citadel, or they're not gonna lose to like um to like a smaller D two Army. You know they're not gonna lose to those teams. Um, so that's when like it can kind of get a little bit boring. I think there's just a lot of regular season. You know if you're if you're a real fan, um, you know it's easy to keep track of college basketball and all these stats. But you know it's it could be hard for the casual fans. You might know about some players that get talked about in the media, but you know for me. College basketball is number two. NFL is number one. The reason why NFL is number one, I think it's really easy to keep track of for me. I think that, um, you know, these games, you know, since the 18-game season, every game counts, you know, to get to the playoffs. Um, you know, the games get really competitive towards the end of the season. You know, you're trying to get into that wild card spot. Then the NFL playoffs really, really um, get competitive. They, they give you something to talk about with people. Um, the next day, the Super Bowl is a big event. A lot you can just bring your family brings people together the super bowl um also excuse to eat food but just the nfl in, in general every game counts amazing athleticism as well just amazing players patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers, saquon barkley all these great players so for me nfl number one so the final rankings nhl number six college football number five major league baseball number four nba number three college basketball number two Number one, the NFL. Thank you guys for listening once again. And as always, hey, man.